Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're locked on Fast Break Friday on the V-Show. Presented by AL81. LA, the drink of tomorrow. LA, a new kind of taste. LA, the drink of tomorrow. LA, it's from another place. Crisp, clean, LA. Bang. Emanating from the ESPN Louisville studios and heard throughout the Commonwealth on the PNV Network. <laughs> Great Friday. Paul Rogers is here. I, I enjoy doing this anyway if you listen to the regular weekday version of the show, but especially on this show. I like to go just because it's so entertaining with Paul because we go. he has no earthly idea what's coming. Never know. The bad thing is I Always think I found, I found the answer to my question. I didn't know it was answerable. If you drive to work here, as I do on 65, there's a billboard for one of the local TV stations, and it's got in big numbers – it's got their their morning show team, and then it's got the years the year two o two four big letters meaning it's a new year start with our morning team, and I wondered when did they start counting years, like like to, in year five did they go greet each other hey I hope six is big for you you know or my son's graduating he's in class of twelve I mean I don't know how did that work and I actually found an answer to that. Which I, I'm like disappointed. I wanted to have ridiculous theories, which yeah. we would have thrown around. Would you like to know where that started? Yeah, it started when Christ died. Well, I know that's the starting <laughs> point, but who who actually came up with the numbers? Yeah. Do you know? Does anybody know back there? The interns don't, don't know. know. You don't know? Theodore, you don't know? Um, the Anno Domini AD dating system mm-hmm. was devised in the year 525 by Dionysus Exigius to enumerate years in his Easter table. In the early 6th century, he invented the dating system most widely used in the Western world. And I'm so not for the first 500 years, nobody knew what nobody year knew it was? Nobody knew what year it was. They evidently not. Must have been held to – what paper is this? Well, I, don't, is, I don't know what day is this. Today, it's, I think it's last week's. I don't know. What is this? He believed he, the birth of Christ represented year one. He believed that this occurred 753 years after the foundation of Rome. And so he started his calendar then. Uh, and as it says here, although this is almost certainly wrong, since the gospel state Christ was born under Herod the Great, who died in 4 BC, the system still was adopted with years expressed as either BC, before Christ, or AD, Anno Domini, the year of our Lord. So, um, so we don't really know that this year. It's probably later, as so the all cliche, this is later than later you than think. you think. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. So there you go. So I, they, I looked at that billboard, and I learned something. Now, the Jewish calendar starts from their idea of when the world was created, 3760 B.C., while the Muslim calendar uh, starts it in uh, 622 A.D. So as, the, as Chicago sang in their song, 
Does anybody really know what time it is? <laughs> Does anybody really care? care. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. We do, however, know that we're one game away from the, the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll get our update on our basketball picks. We took uh, last week off because yeah, neither one here. of us was here. Yeah, that's true. Why were we not here? What were we doing? You were staying in Raleigh before you could go oh, to that's right. Austin, yes. and I was on your way to, uh, bo- we to were go at, bowling. We, in, we were bowling in, in at Winston Salem. Yeah. So let's go see how we we did uh, in the picks. I'll have to go look this. Uh, oh, all right. I've already I already totaled them up. We're two weeks into our little new basketball foray here. You were a three and two last week. I was two and three, so that means I have five wins and you have seven, so you're ahead by two already in the early going. You have to romping me in football with a lot of help from Mark Lieberman. So this I'm is so all good. you. So, maybe I need Mark, because I was just going to say, if I'm so good, how come all of my accounts are dwindling? <laughs> yeah, that's what, well, money management. Can I, can I take a I'm going to take a bow. I'm going to take a bow. I want Nick to be here, because I want him to hear this, because I'd been on a bit of a losing streak. The spontaneous parlay didn't pay super. It paid like five to two, to use horse racing terms. But I played my spontaneous money line parlay, which I don't know what I'm going to bet when I start, and looked at the calendar of games. Maybe we'll do it a little bit later in the show today. But uh, we did it on yesterday's show, and it was a pretty long one. It was like uh, six or seven, I think, or something. Let me see. I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Um, you, you just uh, um, got to go with teams you've seen, man. You got to go with teams you see, even if it's just a half or something. You got you you got to do that. So here was the money line uh, parlay from yesterday. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams. Appalachian State beat Georgia Southern by ten. Now, when have you seen Appalachian State I and or Georgia I just, Southern? I, you I just said you have to see the teams. Well, no, no, you're right. I'm contradicting myself. You either have to see the teams, or you've got to have somebody that you find credible who has done like a preview of the game and says, okay. App Washington State's way better. And then you look at their record. App State, I don't know what they were. They're way over 500, and, and Georgia Southern is way under 500. So that looked like a good one. I did actually, believe it or not, see South Dakota State because there was a time Jamie was thinking of going to South Dakota State. Typical kid thing, just because he loved their nickname, the Jackrabbits. <laughs> so he's he, as good a reason as any. So I watched them play the other day. They're pretty good. They beat Kansas City, so they won. That one won. Hofstra, you know, I used to work there, so I do follow them. Speedy Claxton, the coach, they beat William and Mary by nine. Uh, NJIT was a was a revenge bet. My friend was the assistant coach last year, and they fired the staff. So and Brian didn't. Brian had a good win early in the year, right? Didn't they? They beat they beat Florida uh, FAU. Oh, yeah, Florida yeah. F- FAU. So I bet against that was much betting against NJIT. And so back back up. Speedy Claxon is the coach at Hofstra. Yeah, Louisville played against him. Yeah, he's a hell of a player. Yeah, he's a good player. Um, did he be? Was that when Jay Wright was coaching yes, there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Louisville Wright. played him in Puerto Rico. They did. Mm-hmm. So you must have called that tilt. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, Eastern Kentucky beat Jacksonville by 16. EKU is really good this yeah, year. Yeah, they are. They are. So that was a good one. He's done a great job there. College of Charleston really didn't know much about, but Hampton is really struggling. And they beat him 107-86, so that one won. Delaware, I bet them about two weeks ago and they won. They went back to the well. They beat North Carolina AT&T and AT&T. AT&T. AT&T <laughs> Just one team. The phone company. And then uh, uh, Detroit Mercy, winless. Did you know that they won a game all year? Hmm. They are 0-22 or 23 or something. 
And uh, well, I believe when you're an I, Ofer, I guess they really fell apart without Mike Davis's son, huh? Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot <laughs> that's where he played. Yeah, and, and I believe that if you're winless, you will break that scheme somewhere at home, not on the road. And they were playing on the road. They were playing Milwaukee, who I know nothing about, but I was, again, betting against Detroit Mercy, and we won. So there we go. So it was a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 18 parlay. Moneyline paid 5 to 2. So yay for us. So we finally won one. So that's good. And Paul is Paul is um, disgusted with his uh, – I can't even bet horses anymore. I'm just falling apart. What? Life's not worth living anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we played a race on the show. You know, we do that. The, the uh, Big League Haircuts sponsors uh, twice a week. We play a race, uh, the V-Stakes, we call it, and it could be anywhere. And there's not a lot of going on at some of the tracks at this time of year. There's a lot of, it's a lot of downtime. So we couldn't find one. So we went to a track, a harness racing track in Italy. <laughs> and the guy announces the game in English, but I swear to you, he sounds like – it's, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. O'Higgins. It sounds like the Tim Conway character from uh, Carol Burnett. It was, and we got more text that you've got to do that again. So we may have to bring that back for an encore. It is a number two on the outside. And it's a, oh, it was outstanding. I'm Italian. I couldn't understand half the things he was saying. <laughs> but uh, very entertaining. So where, are they, they, where, they, where do they run now? They're running at Turfway? Locally, Turfway is in their winter meet. Um Aqueduct's running. Yeah, that's true. New York uh, runs. Gulfstream Gulf Park, Park, Santa, Santa Anita. Anita. Yeah. Uh, even Fairgrounds and Oaklawn Park. They, so. But I, this was on Tuesday. I guess yeah, they, a lot of them Park, are dark Tuesdays. The Philadelphia track runs Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. You can always find some action there. Yes. When that's, you're, when you're and that's why they're on our show. <laughs> they have a female track announcer. Did yeah. you know that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jessica. Jessica, very good. Uh, 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 Jessica something. I want to say not par, 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 Paquette. And, I don't know if she's related to John or not. I, I wondered think. that to John Paquette is a guy who's worked with the Big East for, I don't know, 50, 40 years. And I don't know if it's I, – I looked it up and it didn't say that. She got you – know, horse players are not the most tolerant of people. Yeah, they skewered her pretty good early oh, on. Oh, my God. They filleted and grilled her. They were – but uh, she's gotten better. We've, uh, we've heard her. All right. Um, take a breath and plow in. Talk about Louisville basketball. And they've got Virginia, who's not nearly as good away from home as they've been at home. They're really they're really not as good this year. They're not. He doesn't have nearly the team he's had. Uh, but nonetheless, know, they're usually good when they play Louisville. Well, not only that. I mean, he's a brilliant coach, and he's always going to squeeze just about all he can out of whatever talent he has. He's had NBA caliber players for a lot of years in a row now. You realize it hadn't even been a month yet since Louisville played them. Seems longer ago. January 3rd. Well, this year seems appreciably <laughs> well, <true>. long. <laughs> 77 to 53. Well, so um, they and lost they, two straight after that. Now they've won three straight, including the overtime win against NC State. But that was home. Ago. I mean, that's yeah. that's the thing that they, they are. I never bet against them at home. They I have, the long, they have I think, the longest home court winning streak going. Do now. they? It's twenty. That was 21, I believe, against See, NC State. That's why I never bet against them at home. I, I mean, I either don't bet the game or I'll, I'll, I'll bet them. They beat NC State at home by six. They beat Georgia Tech on the road by nine. That's actually turned into a fairly good win now because Georgia Tech's been better than people thought they were going to be. Um, Virginia Tech they beat at home. Uh, they lost by 19 at Wake Forest, by 16 at NC State. And that was the last uh, Louisville then is the game. Lost by that. 22 at Notre Dame. Yeah, that, they've had a hard time on the road, mm-hmm. man. They lost by 23 at Memphis. Now, Memphis is good, but still. Yeah. They just – I mean, they have really, really struggled away from home. 
They barely beat West Virginia, who's not having a very good year, by two at West Virginia. Um, well, they're one and four in road games. I'm trying to, but think. they're not just losing away; they're losing yeah. like by wide margins. Well, their their losses have been by 19, 16, 22, yeah. and uh, twenty three. Yeah, so yeah, and uh, sixteen to Wisconsin, which was at a neutral site. So, do we we have a point spread on this particular tilt yet? Yeah, like, what are the Here's the tail of the tape. It says in the Louisville report. Does it have a? Does it have a um, a point spread? I don't think it does. They don't. They they don't usually score. come at the day of, but sometimes I'll get a few yeah, of them pop you get up one the day before. The day before. Let me see what uh, I've got on mine. ACC tomorrow. No spread. Nothing there. You know what? You know how you can tell that their team is out of sorts, if you will. I really believe this. They're averaging 8.1 steals per game. They never get steals when he plays the way he normally plays. Mm-hmm. They just defend you and have you miss shots, and then they go get rebounds. And um, they're not doing that. Quit stealing that ball. Yeah, but they don't. They they just <laughs> they're you know they they play position. They defense. are never. They don't out want to position. risk going for a steal and not, not getting, getting it, it, and then exactly. being out of position. Louisville has a 16 percent chance to win the game according to ESPN's Power Index. That's. Uh, Wow, and Ken, Ken Palm, get excited here. Twenty nine percent chance. Wow. <clears throat> Torvik Bart Torvik says twenty seven percent chance, and they have been frighteningly on the money with the type of game. Ken Palm says sixty eight sixty two Virginia. Torvik says sixty six sixty one Virginia. So, uh, and how many? What was the score at Virginia? You said I forgot seventy uh, seventy seven to fifty three. I and I, I can't offhand remember the details of that game if there was like a deadly eight-minute oh, stretch was. or something. I do was remember there? that. Yeah. I, that there was because I remember uh, talking about that. But I'm trying to think the other shape of the game, if you'll call it that. Let me go see if I can dig it up. Here we go. Here's the game right here. Back up. Back up. All right. There we go. Um, Louisville right there and uh, Virginia on January 3rd. And here's the stats of the game. Louisville uh, got um, 11 points from Mike James, 14 from Williams. Um, what's his name? Uh, um, Trey didn't play, right? Nope, Trey did not play. Huntley Hatfield had nine and five rebounds. Sky Clark had eight and five rebounds. Um, Yovanovich had four points, four rebounds. Um Percy Miller had a point. Must have been late, I think. I'm sorry to say. Uh, so, who about, how about Virginia? Dunn. Oh, Dunn had a really big game. Remember that? He had double-double. 15 points, 10 rebounds. And McNeely had 18 points. Um, yeah, they had three guys in double figures. Four guys in double figures. That, for okay, them, is here, a lot. I'm, I'm looking at the game chart now. Okay. At, at one time... It was uh, fourteen to twelve Virginia, right? And then, and then, if you look, it just gradually grows. There wasn't one. There wasn't terrible one big stretch. Burst. It was just a steady increase. Uh, at halftime, it was uh, uh, thirty. This is early. It was thirty-seven twenty-three early in the second half, and it just basically kept pretty Climbing. much progressive. It's kind of how they play. Yeah. So here's uh, here's. Uh, my grasping at straws, optimistic view. Wow, Louisville, as we know, has been playing offensively pretty good. Yeah, they for, have uh, pretty much since conference play started. But let's say for sure the last uh, 
five or six games. Um, and defensively, while they they do a lot of things wrong, one of the things that hurts them most is not getting back on defense. Well, with Virginia, that's not their game. They're not going to get it out and go like North Carolina does. Good point. Uh, you're playing more of a, a set offense, although they can be pretty difficult to guard in the half court for sure. But anyway, if Louisville can continue playing this well offensively, is this a team maybe they can defend better than they have defended their recent teams? Well, I, I, you got I mean, the short answer to your question is yes, because not only what you said, but because of Virginia's mighty struggles away from home. I mean, they just haven't scored very many points away from home and that's the kind of game Louisville's going to have to win I think I mean Virginia notwithstanding which is kind of odd because that is the one game they've won in conference and they scored a bunch of points in that game but I still just don't think you know these teams they're playing they're giving up so many points they just can't hang with that kind of offensive productivity they just that's you're not going to have Mike James come out and be Steph Curry at the start of every game I mean that's that was an enormous part of that game when he came out and just made everything he looked at for the first which game well that was the Miami game Miami game. Yeah, yeah yeah I mean that was unbelievable so if you look at this to your point um and those of you who weren't with us yesterday we put in the computer we had to jerry-rig it a little bit because the uh what if sports website doesn't yet have ratings for the current season. So we took last year's team, and then we took this year's team and tried to find a team for from last year that most closely related to Louisville statistics this year, if that makes sense, so that we could play them against each other. This year's, uh, um, th- this year's team is most similar to last year's Pacific team. Pacific University, hmm. who were actually 14 and 15. Gives you an idea. But you've know, got to remember, because their schedule was, was so much less yeah. daunting than Louisville's. But the reason that, that popped into my head when you said what you said is because if you look at the way they're playing offense, they're playing offense well enough to beat mid-level teams. And that, you know, that's Pacific schedule. It's a low to mid-major schedule. They're not playing the kind of schedule Louisville is. So so to that point, I mean, their offense is is – pretty strong uh, relatively i mean again we're all talking relative terms but i think louisville's offense is way up above there do i have the numbers i had them written down here last year they're in the top uh top i think they're in the top 100 in the country in offense but they're in the bottom 230 or something defensively um they are uh let me see it's easier if i open my phone this way i can see the numbers there we go that's what i'm all right, now we're ready. Well, in conference play alone, which is usually where you go, go have, down have a harder time. Right. They are shooting in conference games. They're shooting forty six percent. The opponents forty seven. They're making thirty seven percent of their threes. The opponents thirty nine. We've talked about this every game. How as good as Louisville's offense have been, they still can't keep pace with what the other teams are that's doing offensively the, against Louisville's defense. That's what's killing them. Is they here? They are. Louisville is one hundred and ninety eighth overall in the country. And their offense is uh, – actually, they're 169. I thought it was 109. I misread it. 169, which is still not great. But it's technically top half. There's 355 teams, so they're top half in the offense. But their defense, 250. Yeah. 250th in the country. And you know where else they've really tailed off? They're rebounding. They've been badly out-rebounded in conference play. Which is, which is disappointing because when that's the one thing if you, you know, if you've coached and you go through – a situation where, you know, like you get a Cora 4 who's out and uh, 
you kind of you can get guys to rally. You know, you can kind of get them to to just say, hey, "Listen, man, we all we, this is what we're fighting against. We're undersized. Let's all get to the boards." And they're not doing it. You know, I've been pretty harsh on Trey for good reason, to be honest. But the one thing he does, he he will try and rebound for you. He mm-hmm. gets in there and mixes it up. I think so he's a little second leading rebounder. He and he and Mike are close behind. Brandon. Are they really? Excuse me, I'm putting my coat on. Yeah. I got cold in here. Yeah, all of a sudden you just decided. I thought you were leaving. I was like, we're not done. We have more time to go here. Uh, let me see. In, in conference games, rebounding, um, Mike's 4.9. Huntley Hatfield 7.3. Uh, actually, Trainer is still the second leading rebounder. But um, where is White? Oh, White. Uh, well, he's only averaging 3.2 rebounds in league play. I thought he was better than that. Hmm. Um. But I agree with you that he, he can be a pretty good rebounder. I'm trying to see and if where... he'll take nothing but two-point shots, he can score better. Mm-hmm. True. That's also true. 198 is where Louisville is overall in the Pomeroys. Let's see where the uh, fighting uh, Virginia uh, John Grishams are. Let's see. <laughs> um, I didn't realize he made friends. Who I was just reading the other day. He, he made friends with... Grisham? A profe- Grisham with a professional athlete because he used him as a reference. He wrote a book that that referenced uh, uh, the athletic uh, um, era of a certain time. Oh, man, it was a baseball player. It's all it's kind of coming back to me now. It was a guy who played for the Cubs. I'm giving myself clues. Like it was <laughs> – I think it was a guy named – I want to say – uh, was Don, it a baseball book? I can't, yes, like I Don said. Kessinger. And the reason I think he struck up a friendship with Kessinger. He was a shortstop, I he think. Was he was a shortstop with the Cubs, and he went to, and is from Mississippi, which is where Grisham mm-hmm. is from. And I think he went back there and he coached the baseball team there. I think Grisham, I think. Uh, In fact, Don Kessinger, I think, might have been on that Mississippi State basketball team. He was. That he went was to a the great NCAA bas- tournament he that was. snuck out of town because the school wouldn't let him play against black athletes. He was athletes. a very good boy. Oh, boy. It's a, see, when all the brain shells are not gone yet. He was a very, very good basketball player. I, I didn't realize he was on that team, though. I think I think he was on that team. Yeah. He played not, not Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Well, then I'm getting two stories crossed He up was because, three times all SEC. He averaged uh, 22 points a game, hmm. five rebounds, shot 43%. Um, Ole Miss, that's for whom he played in 61, 62, from 61 through 64. He played 70 games for them and um, averaged 22.2 points a game. He's arguably a better basketball player than he was a baseball player. And um, then went on and played for the Cubs. And he'd made a friend with Grisham and Grisham – Referred, they became to, friends in college because Grisham went to Old Miss. Yeah, I, think. I don't know when, but I do know they struck up a friendship, and and it was a. I'd like to now. I want to read this book. I want to know what the book is because I can't think of a baseball yeah. book offhand um, by him. I'll, I'll find it. I will find it. Give me one second. Thanks to the internet. <laughs> um, it was called. It's like named after the character in the book. It is. Um, uh, here it is. The baseball novel is called Calico Joe. Oh, yeah. I, or, or Calico Joe. I Calico think. Joe. Yeah. Calico Joe? I think it's Calico. But yeah, it is. It is. It's Calico. I did read it. I can't, to be honest with you, I can't remember the specifics of that. I've you read, read Calico Joe? As, as far as I know, I've read all of John Grisham's books. I've, there may be. It's the summer of 73. Joe Castle is the boy wonder of baseball, the greatest rookie anyone has ever seen. The kid from Calico Rock, Arkansas. Dazzles Chicago Cubs fans as he hits home run after home run. 
politely tipping his hat to the crowd as he shatters all sorts of rookie records. Calco Joe quickly becomes the idol of every baseball fan in America, uh, including Paul Tracy, the young son of a hard-partying and hard-throwing New York Mets pitcher. Sure, you make the Met guy the villain and the Cub guy the lovable guy. (laughs) On the day that Warren Tracy finally faces Calico Joe, Paul is in the stands rooting for his idol but also for his dad. Then Warren delivers a fastball that will change their lives forever. So I assume he hits him in the head Mm -hmm. with a pitch. You you, you would remember that, I I think. You sure you read this? I, I did. I did read it, I'm sure, but I... Those tales are not coming back to me. So there you go. Um, All right, we're at the bottom of the hour. We'll get our first break, and then we will uh, roll on here. And um, it's Fast Break Friday. Maybe get to some more uh, actual sports stuff. But uh, Calico Joe is... Sporty? Yeah, kind of sporty. That's good. Well said. Uh, All right, we will... uh, I will will answer this right at the top for you. Paul loves when I just go to break and then I know, but I can't help it. (laughs) I really like Josh Hurd. And the texter says, is the Louisville AD negligent? I, and a thousand percent, no. no. He's a competent, capable, extremely hardworking guy. I love the fact that, you know, he brings in Jeff Brom and the guy says to me, oh, he was coming anyway. You know, he didn't have anything to do with that, but he got basketball wrong, but football, he just happened to be here. And, and you know, the other sports, I think he's well-liked. He's well-respected. He works very, very hard. Um, there's no negligence. He's at all the damn games. He's, he's there. He is present. So the short answer to your question is well uh, to certain people. If he hasn't fired the basketball coach by now, he's then negligent. he's negligent and yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. You're exactly and right, and isn't even aware of what's going on. No, that's true. <laughs> hey, you're absolutely right about that. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. It is Fast Break Friday, presented by Ale Eight, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since uh, 1926. ESPN 680 105.7 here in Louisville. Thanks for being with us. Stick around. Showers are designed with an exclusive high-tech polymer liner. They're easy to clean and they last for decades. Every unit is custom built and all Bath Authority products are 100% made in the USA. Call today and get $1,000 off a new shower or bath, plus 36 months of interest-free financing. Elevate your bathroom to a new level of luxury style and safety. TheBathAuthority.com. A better bath awaits. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, you're in the red zone for every college rivalry and divisional matchup all season long. On game day, you never have to decide which teams to watch. Only what combination of bites, burgers, wings, and more to order. Plus, where else are your favorite draft beers always poured at a frozen 29 degrees? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Stick around after the sun sets. Twin Peaks is open really late. Wind down with bourbon and late night bites. Only at Twin Peaks. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? Where do you go to pick up delicious snacks and all those last-minute party supplies? Where do you go to enjoy fast, friendly, convenient service that's right in your neighborhood? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Lanning Paints is truly Louisville's hometown paint manufacturer. We create architectural coatings for homes and ship our industrial and commercial products across the United States and even across the world. I am Aaron Lanning, and I am lucky enough to work alongside my father, Nick, who is our chemist and brainchild for our local brand. 
He is working daily to formulate finishes and coatings that will beautify your interior walls, basement and garage floors, driveways, fences, siding, brick, and more. Visit LanningPaint.com to learn more about us or call us at 245-0630 to reach our Middletown location or 612-2138 for Dixie Highway, where we proudly offer a full array of Benjamin Moore products, Landing Paints, painting the USA from Louisville, Kentucky since 1983. Elite Hoops. Unbeatable views. Experience nationally ranked Louisville women's basketball just steps away from the action with a new second row of floor seats for the 2023-2024 season. A variety of ticket package options are available now. Visit gocards.com slash WBB floor seats to request more information. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get up to $750 off a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for big fitness energy this year? Join Planet Fitness. Now through January 31st, it's the last chance to save almost $50. We've dropped our enrollment fee from $49 to just $0.24. Then pay $10 a month, cancel any time. With equipment for every workout, free fitness training, helpful team members, and most clubs open 24 hours, you can get energized in the judgment-free zone. Don't miss out. Save almost $50 when you join today for just $0.24 down and $10 a month, cancel any time. Deal ends Wednesday, January 31st. Restrictions apply. See club for details. Welcome back to Fast Break Friday, presented by AL81. Crisp, clean, LA. Emanating from the ESPN Louisville studios and heard throughout the Commonwealth on the PNB Network. Same text to us about the AD being negligent. I, I, nobody's disputing this. He says the men's basketball performance has consequences in and out of U of L. Some out of the U of L consequences, which continue, have been discussed by, among others, the Courier Journal. Not just the Courier Journal. What we, well, everybody has. We all have. I mean, it affects downtown businesses. You go from you open a business there with pretty, you know, pricey rents, and you're banking on. 18 nights of 20,000 people, and instead you get 18 nights of 4,000 people. It's, yeah. it's going That's to, an impact. Yeah, it's going to have an impact. So I don't think there's any question. People all understand that. And the school, Fred Calgill correctly pointed out, there was a they were the most profitable basketball program in the country for a short Many while, years. $24 million. And I guarantee you they're not making that now. So, yeah, there's big ramifications. There's no question. But I talked to Josh about this once. It all he said to me was, there's a lot of moving parts, and I really I appreciate that. I mean, you've got boosters and, and very wealthy boosters who have their own you know, vision and who's going to take over the team, who you're going to offer it to, and, and uh, all those kinds of things, not to mention what are you going to do going forward. So, um, it's, it's And a, there is a buyout. That's a very, not, <laughs> very not, significant not an insignificant number. That's what I always say. You know, it's, it's easy for us here. We're not, we're not paying any of this stuff, but – Somebody's got to come up with the real dollars, and uh, that's a big deal. There's no question about that. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. But I mean, I, I I'll ask you before I volunteer my own answer. How do you approach each game now, you? 
I, I'm kind of glad you asked that question because um, I I enjoy the games. I still do. I enjoy preparing for a basketball game. I enjoy broadcasting a basketball game. I like the challenge of describing the action. I like the banter you and I have. I enjoy the games. Now, would it be more fun if they won? Absolutely. Sure. That That's even better. That's that's the cherry on top. And the fans are happy. The players are happy. And the coaches are happy. But I enjoy broadcasting games. That's why I chose this profession. So I'm not walking around gloomy and woe is me kind of thing. But, yeah, I sure do wish they were better. For sure. Yeah, but, I, but that's kind of my – I was actually having uh, a talk with um, – Patrick, whose last name I always forget, the guy who's next to us, who's in charge of all the video stuff, mm-hmm. and he and I were chatting before the game the yeah, other he night. Does a good job, by the and, way. and and I said, you know, it's it's interesting. Here we sit, Duke's coming in, and it's been a woeful season, but I'm excited about the game. I'm glad to be here. And he said, me too. I really like doing this. And I, so it, I guess it's sort of a different outlook th- than a fan has. I mean, I uh, I would be pretty upset, probably like fans are, if I was paying the money and getting this product. But don't forget. At least as a fan, you do have the option of saying, I don't think I feel like going tonight. We don't have that option. <laughs> <laughs> that's also true. And by all of that, we have to get there early and stay late. That's also uh, true. So there's a, there's a commitment from our part as well. Uh, and I, I desperately want to get back to the way it used to be. I mean, well, probably for, the most fun times of my career were 2012 and 2013. Yeah, well, and you talked and, about that, the game that we had recently, <clears throat> even though they lost, where the place was rocking and mm-hmm. they were all standing and – that adds to the experience you talk about yeah. of enjoying actually calling the game because you could, as an announcer, you play off that and it creates the ambiance yeah. to the, the listener. And so, yeah, that uh, and that used to be kind of common occurrence. That's that's the sad part. The fact that those nights are so special now, uh, and before nothing wasn't special, but special was the norm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, you just you, you miss that. So, yeah, no, I think that's that sums it right up because I, I kind of the only thing else I thought the same thing. Maybe because now, when we go through it at the on the local broadcasts as well, well, maybe not as much, but the national broadcasts, they're moving all the broadcasters uh, off the floor. So I mean, like in North Carolina, we were now it's still mm-hmm. a very good seat. I mean, if I were to buy seats, I would say mm-hmm. you, you give me a very good seat, but. You know, as I was getting ready to walk in there, and I was thinking, yeah, we're watching if I were – and when I say if I were a fan, because you and I are still fans, but yeah. we're also working. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, it's not like you're not a fan anymore. But I thought, how great – what a seat I have. I mean, we're sitting here literally, literally three feet from the sideline with some of the great teams and players in the country uh, routinely coming in here and, uh, and and getting to watch them and describe that and yeah, and the officials come over and say hello and mm-hmm. fist bump us and you 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 feel like you're part of the whole thing and that's uh, that's pretty cool so uh, I was it was the exact same maybe because it was Duke I mean let's not kid ourselves they are still one of the blue bloodiest yeah. blue blood programs mm-hmm. and you know they come walking in and um, and even you know sorry Kentucky I'm sorry I had to say it but they do <laughs> they come in and it's a big deal and. Um, you know, you're right. You try not to lose sight of of that. What 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 gets tedious for me, to be honest, is the stuff around it. If it were like doing like when we do network games, games over and we just leave, mm-hmm. that'd be great. But every game to have to go. I said to you, we should just next game 
do a list of questions. I was going to do that for Tab, but I didn't have time. Paul, here's a list of suggested questions if they don't win this next game, <laughs> since I'm not going to be there. Ask him, like, has he ever been to Brazil? You know, what's your favorite shoe size? Yeah. You know, do you prefer okay. movies or TV? You know, uh, what's your go-to snack during football well, games? You, you have the challenge. On, at home, obviously, we both talk to Kenny when he comes out, but on the road, you go and talk to him. Um, I do the pregame interview before every game, and I often – go into that kind of with a list of ideas I want to talk about. And frankly, I could have taken the list from six weeks ago and talked That's about the same things because I mean. it's the same things. And to his credit, we talk about it and he answers He's it. He's tireless. And and, God and, bless him. Yeah. I mean, I listen. That's why I say I, I try to keep it in perspective that if he doesn't survive in this job after this year, he is still immensely, immensely loved. We go on road games, I swear to you, after the game, and they've lost – People are coming out of the woodwork. You don't, you don't do that because you're still at the table. I'm down. One of the reasons it takes me so damn long to get the interview back to you is he's got to greet half of the stadium, it appears. Like, they all want to come down. Guys from the NBA. This guy last game, I don't know who he was, but I heard him talking to the security guard. He said, yeah, I worked in the NBA for 25 years. I just retired. I just wanted to come say hello to Kenny. Yeah. I mean, and he's, he's loved. He is true to who he is. He's still very a man very devout in his faith. He believes very strongly in what he believes in. And he's got a lot of money. I mean, that's the reality of it. They're going to give him a lot of money. And the so- last show we did was last last week. I can't even get my days straight. But anyway, it was a show we did at the Kieber Center with a corporate group. It was Stockton Mortgage. But what it is is they, they bring friends or clients or whatever. And there was probably, I don't know, 50, 60 people there. And Kenny had him eaten out of the palm of his hand. I mean, he's a charmer he in is. that setting. He's very lovable. He's, he's a lovable man. Yeah. He really is. And and you know what? That I said that to somebody the other day. I said, "Listen, I realize we're as fans, you're impacted by the success of your team, and you know, and I get that. And that's good. That's how you're emotionally involved. But think about it. If it were you, if you had a job, I don't know what he's. What does he make in a year? Do you know? Roughly three, I think. So two years. You had a job where in two years you made $6 million. They're going to give you how many million to not do it anymore. You are back in a community that still loves you, that still they do. And there's, I mean, before the game, he gets the biggest cheer of everybody who's Mm -hmm. introduced. Maybe that's out of spite for the people there. Like, I'll show you. But, But he is truly loved. He's true to himself. If you were walking in whatever walk of life you're in and you say, damn it, I didn't compromise my principles. I believe what I believe and I'm living them. And I've got a lot of money and I've taken care of my family. I'm taking care of my kids. My son's getting a free college education. I've got, you know, uh, um, friends in er- – because the NBA, they travel all over the place. He's got friends in every city in the country. How bad would you look at yourself and say, God, what an abject failure that is? It's not. I mean, he's he's been – He's been a success. He's got a guy like Julius Randle who publicly tells everybody, this man saved my career. He's just not won games here. He is, he's lost at an alarming yeah, rate. That, that's part no getting around can't, that. Can't, can't pretty that up. But And I, I firmly believe that he believes, given time, he would eventually get the kind of teams and players that he and we want. Problem is, in today's market, you don't have that much time. Well, I don't want to because then it's going to sound like I'm lobbying that he stay on, and I, I can't really in I can't really truly say, given the way things are right now, that I can make that case. And I'm saying the reason I say that is because I'm not sitting in Josh's office and looking at the bottom line and looking at numbers and saying, you know, sometimes businesses close, even though you say, boy, that was a great idea. I wonder why they didn't make it. Well, you know why? Because they didn't 
They didn't make enough money to meet their bottom line. But take a look at what what um, I'm going to go find it for you. What um, Scott Drew did in his first years at Baylor. I mean, it is not a whole hell of a lot better than what's going on here. And 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 now they are truly one of the most dominant programs in the country. And you know, I'm and sure. he inherited a situation that was way, way worse, worse than, than this. this. Well, and did not have the resources, no. the, the tradition, history, the, the facilities. Nothing. Didn't have anything that you have here. He's and four. he did eventually turn it around. He was uh, eight and twenty-one his first year, three and thirteen in the Big Twelve. He was nine and nineteen his second year, one and fifteen in the Big Twelve. Third year he was four and thirteen, four and twelve in the Big Twelve. So that means his first and and even his fourth year he managed to get to fifteen and sixteen, but he was four and twelve again in the Big Twelve, which means in his first four years, I'm going to have a hard time doing the math here. He was twelve and fifty two, twelve and fifty two. Hmm. That's what is that percentage wise? That's but rough. That's like a twenty two percent. That's all due respect about what Kenny's overall winning percentage is. But since then, 21 wins, 24 wins, 28 wins, 30 wins, 23 wins, national championship, NIT championship. I mean, he's been he's been on fire. But uh, but if they pulled the plug after the third year, or even the fourth year when he was four, four, four and 12, he finished 11th, 12th, 12th, and 11th in his first yeah. four years in the Big 12. I would say in addressing that, they maybe had the luxury – of allowing him a time because so oh, yeah. much of their financial wherewithal didn't depend on basketball. And not only that, everybody understood. For the people who don't know, the guy before him actually was in, actively involved in covering up a murder. Yes. Think about that. It, that's it, a little bit. It, it was a true. That's at a whole yeah. other level. Yeah. For so sure. uh, yeah. <clears throat> so they they had the luxury of saying we can afford to take our time with this. We're confident it works. It, and frankly, for me, you were asking me, you know, getting through games, the, the hardest part or, or, or the, the saddest part to me, and actually, as we pointed out, recently the crowds have actually exceeded what I was expecting. I mean, they've been very enthusiastic crowds. But still, when you think back to where night in and night out there were 20,000 people in the Yum Center, and to see all the empty seats we see in there now, that's the saddest part of it. I mean, these texts are coming in. I get it. Again, nobody should misinterpret what Paul or I are saying. Texture says, I, I, I think if you gave him a third year, it would be like telling, giving the, the fans collectively a giant middle finger. But, and I'm not – honestly, I get that. If I'm a fan and, and it's not cheap and these tickets and the, 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 the financial commitment you got to make and to see how – non-competitive they've been by and large they have been non-competitive i get it I, and this one says the same thing i think this is true i think if last year was not as bad as it was you maybe even could justify giving a year three but last year was so bad that the word people keep talking about is an embarrassment and so um i, I mean i i think we both get that nobody here is 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 trying to um dismiss the the reaction of the fans just trying to put everything in perspective are still Enjoyment of doing the games, as crazy as that may be, <laughs> yeah. um, and 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 our appreciation for Kenny as a person, and I hope he, you know, wherever he goes, decides to go on to from here, that he enjoys it and and has lots of money to enjoy himself and his family, and good for him. Uh, you know, he's his son is an extremely nice young man, mm-hmm. by the way. I mean, that's, I really hated to see the vitriol aimed at him after the that was unfair uh, Wake Forest game. Yeah, that was. 
Uh, no player should be subjected to that. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't his decision to march himself in <laughs> yeah. and play for 12 straight minutes without a foul being called. Yeah, right. um, I was thinking back on that. It was, uh, that. That was the ultimate suicide sprint drill they ran to start he, that he game last week. He did look like he needed. I'll never forget we were watching <laughs> I was expecting. It's a little this, bit, go ahead. I, 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 eventually, I thought somebody was just going to dive and tackle somebody just to stop <laughs> so, playing. Because I was like, I, I remember we were watching uh, Nick, of course, who's no longer here because now nobody's here. We have nobody in the booth right now, not one <laughs> just, human just being. They, uh, we were watching a little league game, and uh, this is a little bit cruel, but I'm sorry, it's funny. The kid hit a. He was a, he was a chubby boy. <laughs> And he hit, you know, literally you have to leg out home runs. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he made it. And he came all the way across the plate. And when he crossed home plate, everybody cheered. And Nick said to me, turned to me and he said, now excuse me while I go find the oxygen tank. <laughs> that's, that's a little bit about yeah. watching watching Zan there was a little bit like, boy, Zan, good mm-hmm. hustle now. Could somebody get him the oxygen tank? But uh, But he's a nice young man. I talked to him after the... The, the the game where he scored his first basket the, the North Carolina mm-hmm. game. It was his first basket yeah. game, right mm-hmm. yeah I mean he's just he's a very nice young man and that says something because I gauge kind of you know that's the most important job we have even more than winning games is raising your kids and raising your family and uh, he seems to have a nice family and he's a good person so anyway there you go um, Baylor is or was at that time not what U of L has been. Okay, that's exactly what Paul just said. <laughs> yeah, so they were way worse. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly at that the whole time point. when that's he took what, over. Yeah, that's what we're saying. So. I, I, I'm not talking about wins and losses. I'm talking about the environment yeah, of everything. the program. I mean, when your coach covered up a murder, that's a little worse than what was going on <laughs> then, here. <laughs> then, did you talk to a shoe company about illegal inducements? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Weigh those up. I'm not really sure. So, and yes, and I know about the sex scandal. So don't start adding me, but. Um, yeah, it's well, it's, but you know what? Even that, I, I just can't get out of my mind when the NCAA decided that what Michigan did did not affect the outcome of games, but but what Louisville did it, affected yeah. the outcome yeah, of games. Well, Come that's on. why the NCAA has lost all yeah semblance of credibility, um, which is why I don't. The, the day is. I feel like you know, in the '60s it seemed like the, in the early '70s they were at every airport. The guys with the signs, you know. The day, the day of reckoning is coming. You know, remember <laughs> yeah, those guys? They, yeah. The robes. The day it's going yeah. coming. Judgment day is coming. Yeah. That's what I think is coming for college sports in this country. It's just, it's not sustainable. NIL's not sustainable. It doesn't make any sense what they're doing. They've lost all credibility with the public. They're fighting like, like crazy to become something more significant than just glorified wedding planners because they run all these championships. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, all right, so Nick's finally here. You want to tell everybody? Hi, everybody. Did you, what you did last <laughs> night? Oh, your boy bowled a 187. That's what I heard. How about that? Career best, 187. Four was, straight I strikes. I told him I was surprised at that. I, I would have thought you'd have had multiple 200 games in your time. But. Your boy has not exactly. <laughs> uh, we, we finally found a, a major fix to, mm. to my to my shot, but it's... Uh, yeah, got to square up a little bit more. But it oh, has yeah, been like, a I've very... I've corrected my slice. I will be good all the time now. Exactly. Oh, that's oh, exactly no, that's, right. yeah, no, yeah. that's... Uh, yeah, it's... Um, that's a good analogy. It is. Bowling is very much like that. It's one thing. It's another thing. You, you, you know, it's kind of like Louisville's basketball team. You stop. <laughs> you start rebounding well, then you don't pass the ball. You pass well, you don't make shots. 
you know, it's the same thing. Your, your, your release point is bad. It's too slow. It's too late. Your, your shoulders aren't square. You're, the hotel like, where Louisville stayed in Winston-Salem was a really nice hotel and had this huge recreation room in the basement, which included, among other things, two bowling alleys. So, I wasn't going to volunteer this, but if you so want to tell little, everybody. We had a little impromptu bowling outing uh, when we were there nice, last week. Nice. And I had not picked up a bowling ball since my back surgery in 2011, just because I you know, didn't want to risk it. But peer pressure, you know, what you, you know, sure. oh, I got to join in here. Well, given the score I rolled, I, I'm not going to bother to try anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it. Was in, it was in double digits. It was in, it was in, it it was in the low double digits. Low double digits. <laughs> so I said to him, well. And I've, I've bowled, and, I, and I, as I said, I haven't bowled in forever. And I never bowled seriously, but for fun, I bowled off and on. And I bowled. I think my career high was like a 250-something. Good Lord. Wow, that's But terrific. I would bowl in the high hundreds, low 200s fairly often. Wow. And the other night, I mean, I, <laughs> Couldn't keep I, would, I would aim here, and the ball would always go there. <laughs> I don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a bad thing in bowling. There's no question about that. Um, all right, well, I think we got to say goodbye to the folks in Lexington. I think we are about to say adieu. It's uh, closing in on the top of the hour. There's two big stories which are only relevant if you're a, well, this is good because politically now I'll get mad, the, the globalists, but they're big worldwide stories. Novak Djokovic lost in the Australian Open in the semifinals and uh, got beat pretty handily, actually. I mean, he never uh, he never had a break point. That's amazing. I was reading that. It was a four-set match. The man never, got a, never had a break point, let alone broke serve, and he got beat um, by a paisan. How you doing? Um, is that a very Italian name? No, I don't understand that sinner. either. He's a sinner. sinner. Well, he's Italian. He's a sinner. Hey, don't yeah. oh, offend all group there. And then, and I, I don't think you follow the English Premier League all that much, but it is the most successful domestic football league in the world and arguably the most successful league, even right up there with the NFL. And I follow, my team is Liverpool. They're hugely successful coach. Jurgen Klopp is going to quit the end of the year. Ted Lasso's going to replace him. I think. That would be I, that would be entertaining. <laughs> I think I'd like to see that. So, do you think they'll ever do another Ted Lasso? As always, he's talked about they're begging him to cut back in yeah. that room and write. But I don't know where they go from here. He's back know. in the United States. What would he do? Some of them are. Some shows just. It's time to. It. I can't imagine continuing. It just had. No, to I mean, he's unless they bring him to back end. to Europe. But I don't. I don't even think that works necessarily. All right, we got to get a break, and then uh, here in Louisville uh, and on the internet, uh, we will continue our fast break Friday, presented by L Eight, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Stay with us. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.